this Manchester City season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle, Pontine, in the northeast of England. Our season previews kick on as we speak. Uh, you don't know when we're speaking, but I do. Uh, we are one week and half of one hour away from the uh, start of the Premier League season. It's half past seven on the Friday night. Uh, so this time next week, it'll be nearly time for Burnley versus Manchester City, the team that we cover tonight. Uh, joining us, Baz uh, Penaluna from Nottinghamshire. Are you excited, Baz? I'm very excited. Um, not so much for half hour are you, but um, very excited no. for the Premier League coming up. And also, I've got the start of the EFL Action Championship kicks off tonight. Um, so as you say, we are recording this on Friday night. So we've got Sheffield v Southampton kicking off in about half an hour. So have you had a bet yeah. on that then, Baz? So good people who are listening to this, from, our... people who are listening to this from beyond the grave, um, they can listen. They can uh, they can find out if you won or not. Over one point five Southampton goals is the pick. Um, yeah, nice. And to be fair, that came from the Discord channel. Lenny put that one out. Um, as a fancy, and I, I like the sound of it. Um, Southampton have got Ward Prowse in the starting lineup. Uh, got a few players from last season. Bednarek's in there. Walker Peters, um, strong enough for me um, to, to to have a go on Southampton tonight. So, yes, uh, that's the pick. But good time to shout out that we've got the EFL Futures and First Weekend Pick Show out now. Although by the time anyone listens to this, Malcolm, who knows whether that's relevant. Well, the Futures stuff... You can still get on, though. The, the markets won't be gone. Not the outrights, uh, anyway. Uh, that's been... It's been popular, that, that show. We've had a lot of downloads on the EFL show today, so uh, good to see people are obviously keen on the EFL stuff. Uh, we'll put more of that out as the season goes on. But, uh, yeah, let's crack on with the Premier League season review. Yes. As Baz says, we uh, we cover everything here. Any Manchester City fans who were stumbling across us uh, just for a bit of content on their team for the first time. Uh, we have shows twice a week. Uh, we give out picks on the weekends. Uh, normally a Thursday night uh, show covering the weekends. We'll have a preview show, a uh, review show after the weekend. We'll cover the Champions League, all the cup competitions, international breaks. Normally an hour or so of uh, mild silliness and some picks from Ian Baz. Sometimes we do okay, uh, other times we don't, but that's how it is. Um, all the usual places you'll find us. Um, it's a Premier League Gambling Podcast on Spotify, Apple and Google. On Twitter, at SGP and Premier. And on YouTube as well. We go live if you want to join us live. You'll see the shows scheduled on YouTube. Um, we've got a fantasy league as well we're going to tell you about um, halfway through the show. We're going to cover some. Uh, tonight, we're going to look at Manchester City, uh, make some betting picks on uh, Man City for the season and cover some FPL later on uh, in the show as well. I'll tell you, first thing I'll do, tell you about our uh, Patreon, uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon for the diehard DJs. Uh, sign up to get exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest. 
with a $1,000 first place prize, plus the monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. Uh, we continue to wage the war against corporate gambling. Help us do that at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Manchester City then, Baz. Um, weirdly, bear in mind we hate everybody. Um, Man City still don't really get on my tits the way that... I think maybe since we got why. good, it's because I got older. Well, there's two reasons. Like, obviously, that- anyone who was good when I was young annoyed me. And then because I hated Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, any of them, Man City have stopped them doing stuff, I think. So I'm quite into I'm quite into what Manchester City have done. Um yeah. in terms I mean, in terms of stopping my most hated teams. How are you feeling? Uh, I've wrote down similar things. I mean Man City don't conjure up any real emotions for me, um, either in favour or against. And I think the reason is because their era of dominance uh, has coincided with Newcastle being shit. So they've never got yeah. in our way of anything. Definitely um, not. Whereas, as you say, when we were better, then it was Arsenal, it was Man United, um, it was those teams who were getting in the way of things. Um, so, yeah, maybe over the years, if Newcastle can continue to be pushing at the right end of the table... Man City might start to get on our tits. But at the moment, I think that's the reason for me is because we've never been in competition with Man City at any point in the last 10, 12 years. So I always, as well, before they got good, uh, sort of viewed them similar to Newcastle, which were a big old team, not fulfilling the potential, uh, great fan base, um, and just always a bit of a lovable rogue, a bit of a shambles because um, everyone knew they were, they were big but they were never annoying anyone because we never won anything Man City never won anything obviously that's all changed now um, so I did view them very similar uh, to Newcastle hopefully we can view Newcastle similar to Manchester City again in the next well, couple of years I'm going to view them I'm going to view I'm going down to Wembley on Sunday this on is Man new. City v Arsenal in the Community Shield why? Um, so I'll be taking in that why not? it's all um it's on company expenses, Malcolm. Well, that's it? fair enough. You get to be. <laughs> I mean, if if that was on in the back garden, Baz, I'd probably shut the curtains. Like, I know. Um, uh, my, my cousin Andrew, who, who occasionally listens to the show, messaged me this morning. Said, "I've got two free tickets in Club Wembley for Man City Arsenal. Do you want them?" Um, and as you know, a friend of ours, Kieran, is a, is a Man City fan. Yeah, he's sorted me out over the years with lots of uh, VIP tickets for the boxing. Um, oh, okay. For reasons. So I owed him one. So I thought, oh well, well, we'll offer him a trip down to see Man City Arsenal, and why not? Kieran's going to drive. I get a drink, and we've got free tickets. So the day out, watch a bit uh, of footy uh, in it. I tell you what, Baz, you're everything that's wrong with modern football. <laughs> you <laughs> everything? Yeah, yeah, you know, just corporate greed in it. You epitomise oh, yeah. the corporate greed. You're the Manchester City of the podcast hosts on this show. <laughs> I'm like the everyday working man. I'm the Luton Town, and you're the Man City. And now you've ruined it. You've ruined this podcast for me now. You know why? Um, why the ticket was available? Because my why? cousin Cause... didn't have a ticket for the FA Cup for uh, the Carabao Cup final. 
Yeah. Uh, so I had to purchase a three-year Club Wembley membership <laughs> to get him into the Carabao Cup final. Um, that means he gets the Carabao, the FA Cup final, the Community Shield, every England game. Uh, and the FA Cup semi-finals every year for three years, but has to pay a very handsome fee for that privilege. Um, so yeah, he's not using these ones and, and offered them my way. And I was I was happy to take them and go and go and watch a game of football. It's been a while. I've got a mate who keeps getting free Fulham shit through the post because he joined Fulham as a member, like to get to when Newcastle in the Championship to go down to a Fulham game. Might have been that Friday night first game in the Championship when we got beat one 0 um, and they had that they did have that neutral. Stand behind the goal, but you had to be you had to be a Fulham member. So sort of at Christmas and pre-season, you'll get like a little Fulham wallet or a calendar or a key ring. He's got all this weird Fulham uh, memorabilia that is no use to anybody. A bottle opener and shit like that. If you go around his house, you're opening your beer with a Fulham bottle opener. Um, yeah, Man City then, Baz. This was I actually came into this thinking it was going to be really hard because what we've done with every team preview. This has been lots of different markets to bet on. You, you can think a team is going to be good. You can think they might not be as good. Um, top four, top six, top half, bottom half, relegation. With Man City, I knew there wasn't going to be those options because they're probably going to win it. Um, and even if they don't win it, there's not very many options. You know, you finish in the bottom half, finish below... Brighton, things like that, just weren't really in place. So there was fewer things in play. As it happens, I actually quite enjoyed looking at them across the season, and I managed to pick uh, three or four quite fancy price uh, bets by the end. So uh, not too bad. Um, run the numbers, Baz. They um, won the league last year, eighty-nine points. I think every every preview we've done this so far, Baz, I've said that City won the league with 91 points. Have you I noticed that? Yeah, I have, yeah, every single one. That's like 11, I think. So crossed, forget crossed that. My mind when I looked at the numbers today. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, it's the first time I noticed. I thought, I'm sure he said they had 91 or 92. Yeah, no one will notice that, Baz. That's bollocks. Um, so, yeah, to win the Premier League, they are 4 to 6. What's that? Minus 150. Uh, I'll give you a few of them out, Rich, but like you say, there's not many that you can play on. Top four is one to 16. Uh, to miss the top four, they are seven to one. To miss the top six, they are 10 to one. Bottom half finish, they are 14 to one. And obviously on the handicap, they start off scratch. Uh, they're the ones, they are the team with the target on their back in the handicap market. So sorts of other, um, I doubt many of our picks have come from those markets, but mine have come from things like uh, the straight forecast market, there's a couple of parlays, um, things like that you can get involved in. So immediately, Baz, um, on the outright the outright market, I think if I was a rich man, if you gave me £10,000 and asked me to bet it on something, I would back Man City at four to six. Um, however, if I'm betting £25 or £30 or £50, I'm not investing that in four to six over the over a nine month season, you know. So I think it is good value. I think uh, I actually went. I thought they'd be shorter uh, when I priced it up. But I mean, the only real looking back at last year, the the only thing that ever put it in doubt was that Arsenal were as good as they were for so long. And I think we did one show in January, Baz, where I actually thought it had flipped. Arsenal had flipped and gone favourites. And I kind of concurred with that. I said at the time, I think Arsenal might do it from here. Um, might sort of January, uh, February time because 
Man City really didn't do an awful wrong. They did have three defeats in three draws up till January the 14th, but then finished like an absolute steam train. 15 wins from 16 games. The only game they didn't win was the one-all draw at Forest. Um, so, I mean, just on the outright spars, before we get into some some of the more peripheral markets, are you expecting anything different uh, than Man City going in at four to six? I don't know. I mean... You could make an argument that they've got a slightly weaker squad than last season because they've lost Gundogan and they've lost Mores. Gundogan in particular will will definitely be a loss. He was, he was a regular in the team, um, hugely influ- influential during that good run in the second half of the season. And whilst Mores wasn't always starting, he was a player that comes in whenever he was needed and doesn't weaken the squad. So we'd always talked about Man City having this strength and depth of two players in every position. Um, and Gundogan and Mores going affects them. They, they have brought in, it sounds like Gvardiol is going to come in. Um, from what we saw in the World Cup, he should be a good good addition. Um, the concern there is, is where where does he fit? They've got tons of defenders all of a sudden, haven't they? Stones, Diaz, Ake, Laporte, Akanji, and now Gvardiol. So lots of options in, in there. I think... At this stage, I'm expecting more of the same. But there's still talk of Bernardo Silva possibly going. There's still talk of Kyle Walker could be going. And I think if you lose them two on top of Gundogan and Mores, that's that's a big change and that's a lot of your experience gone. And I don't know, that's that's the only glimmer of hope, I think, for, for teams chasing Man City, is that if those two go on top of what, what have already gone, then, then that could affect them. Um, I think, Baz, yeah. just, just to add into that, if there was one team who looked ready to take the big step forward, you know, if there was one team who had a good season last year um, and then added a couple of players and you think they're going to go again, then you could see someone challenging Man City. But I don't see that because the Arsenal really were the only team who got anywhere near them. And I don't think they are going to take the big step forward. I, I fancy a little bit of regression out of Arsenal. Um, and then all the, the other teams... Um, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United were nowhere near. They weren't close enough. So they could take a step closer, but they're still going to be two steps behind. The fly in the ointment would be Newcastle, but again, we're still three steps behind. We might close the gap to two, but we're not going to close, we're not going to close in overtake. And so it's the fact that you don't worry if the teams, I think you need to, the word people use is churn. You need to churn your squad. I think Liverpool have been... Um, have ran into this as, as a problem a couple of times. Nothing ever changes by staying the same. And if you don't tune your players, it can get a little bit stale. Now, when Man City haven't brought many in, although they're still only really it's, still, it's only the second year of Haaland. You know what I mean? So there's still you're still Grealish is still on the upswing of his cycle. Um so I don't think they've been it's not been four or five years of this set of players yet. So I'm not duly worried about that. Maybe next year, if they don't tune and Newcastle, Arsenal take a step closer again, then then they might uh, be capable of overturning them. But just not quite yet, Baz. That's why I think the four to six is solid. Yeah, I mean, see Arsenal got close. I mean, Arsenal still finished five points behind them. And Man City lost, they dropped five points in the last two games at the point where they'd won the league got pissed and focused on the Champions League, could easily have been. If Man City had needed points in those last two games, 
they'd have got them. So they actually wanted a bit of canter at the end. Um, they've just got that knack, haven't they, of hitting the right run at the right time when everyone thinks they might be about to slip up. It's happened a couple of times before where they go on this one of these crazy runs. As you say, there are definitely players who, who will improve. Um, Grealish is, is on a, the upwards trajectory, as you say. And Foden, I think it could be a big season for Foden. He, he was sort of in and out of it last year. But if Gundogan going suddenly means Foden's going to be playing more, then that's not a massive downgrade. Like um, Foden will will have a big season, I think, this season. Um, since I've betting Man City on a weekly basis, there's, there's a few angles that I think do give you um, options to bet them. They conceded goals last year, but they only kept clean sheets in 37% of their home games. Um, so that was a good angle of I mean, both teams to score would have been an angle there. And obviously that lent itself to overs in 34% overall. So they weren't rock solid at the back. Um, they scored at home in the first half, 84% of the time. And both teams to score 58% of the time as well. So again, if you're getting plus money on both teams to score Manchester City games, you're flying. And then ladders, over three and a half goals at home, 42% of the time, Baz. I mean, that'll be a nice price. Over three and a half goals at home for Manchester City. I would reckon that probably be above two to one in a lot of the games, unless they were playing sort of the bottom three. Um, and then match goals would be the other one, Baz. Five or more match goals hit 32% of the time. So in a third of the games, it's five or more match goals. Uh, obviously, that's a lot of big wins. But equally, there, there was teams chipping in there. You saw the 3-3 three, three at Newcastle as an example. Um, so they're all trends that you could convert into bets. Um, finally, at home... Um, Manchester City covered the spread, so they covered a one-and-a-half deficit 14 out of 18 times. So if you wanted to back Man City on the handicap, uh, 14 times at home, you would have hit them as well. So uh, there's definitely some trends for Manchester City you can follow. And I think we did okay with them. There was a both teams to score a little run after Christmas that we cashed a lot of times. Like, Yeah, you, you took the both teams to score quite a lot. Um, I think I'd done okay with sort of the goals and the handicaps, whereas you went the opposite way on things. Um, I forgot to mention they've also brought in Kovacic was it was another addition yeah. wasn't he this season which was a bit of a surprise for me but um, we'll see how he settles in as well um, okay so yeah I mean outright I, I have found some other bets here the, the, the four to six is big it's not a working man's price it's certainly a parlay piece if you wanted to put your acker on we, we talked about ackers last night on the AFL show and one of the most fun things you can do as a football fan um, is to get your four-team actor on the, the four divisions. And it's quite often nice to have a keystone in there. If you've got, if you're going down the divisions and you've got some, last night we gave out sort of Burrett 10 to 1, and I can't remember who else we gave out. There were fairly big prices, so there was no shorties in there. Um, if you want a four to six in there as a keystone, uh, Stockport at six to one and Bolton at eight to one were my other three. So if you're looking, even if you're going to try and land a double, an eight to one winner with Bolton, double it up with your Manchester City at four to six would be a way to go. Um, but I did find I, I did find some prices, Baz. Um, so the top scorer market is obviously of interest because Haaland, um, who was outstanding last year, will be outstanding again. It's an absolute phenomenon, great to watch. Um, and, because he's a little bit different as well. Like when I went to St James's Park for that three-three draw, I was excited at the prospect of seeing Haaland. and that doesn't very often happen. You don't often see 
I'm looking forward to this today because I'm going to see this kid I've never seen before. Um, now, Haaland is 8-11, to 11, which is minus 136. Um, he only doesn't win this if he gets injured. That's the only thing stopping him. No one's getting near him. Harry Kane's second in. Um, I don't think he's going to be there, but if he is, he's not going to get anywhere near him. And then who Who goes on a mad run? Salah, Nunes, one of these Chelsea people, Callum Wilson. It's just not happening. Like Haaland wins if he's fit. Um, again, not a working man's price, 8 to 11. But you can double them up, Baz. Um, talking about parlay pieces, Manchester City to win the league uh, and Haaland to be top scorer. I can only... If, if City win the league, Haaland top scores, again, through injury. So if you're taking either one of them, you put them, put them both together, and that's 11 to 10, that's plus money, Baz, uh, plus 110. Did that one catch your eye at all? It did. It's exactly what I've got wrote down in my picks. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. I mean, I've got to say about you know, everything that's wrong with the uh, modern-day football fan. Ooh, I can't wait to go see Haaland at St. James's. That's a bit... No, that just shows growth and development. You're sitting there on bookshelf tickets. There's probably some little kid somewhere in Rochdale crying his eyes out, you know, getting a lump of coal for his birthday. Never been to see his heroes in his life, so you can sit there swilling beer and eating bleeding Parmesan cheese or something. I'll, I'll live with that. That's fine. But yeah, well, I, I just want to see Haaland play. Four to six to win the league um, is is fair, but it's short, and that's it exactly the same. I think personally, I'd rather just tag on Haaland top scorer and take the eleven to ten. Um, I mean, they're rightfully the, the favourites for every tournament. They enter, I think next year. Um, but what I find interesting is they're four to six to win the Premier League. They're two to one to win the Champions League, three to one to win the FA Cup, and seven to two to win the Carabao Cup. And that them numbers start to get more interesting for me. Um, yep. Four to six to win the league, or seven to two to win the Carabao Cup. So I think you can double you can double those up as well. So I think you could also, if you didn't want to go with Haaland, take out the risk of like the injury to Haaland or anything like that. Take them to win the league and then double it up with one of the other cups. Which one do you think they're going to win? And you can get five to one for them to do a Premier League FA Cup double, or five to one for them to do a Premier League and and League Cup double. And I think they're tempting for me. If you think they're going to win the league, tag something else on, but have a think about yeah. what you fancy because yeah, they yeah. can win every to- every tournament. I mean, you know, the one. Yeah, is that not a nice? Is that a nice lucky fifteen sort of cube all four? Do you know what I mean? Doubles and upwards, round robin sort of thing, Yankee. Potentially, yeah. Um, I mean, we think about. I mean, they won the FA Cup. Uh, and they went out the League Cup to Southampton. There's nothing to say if they hadn't won that Southampton game, they wouldn't have went on and, and won all four. You, you wouldn't have put it past them. I just think I think seven to two for them to win the Carabao Cup is quite appealing, um, and three to one for the FA Cup. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, that that caught my eye. I thought Premier League and League Cup at odds of five to one would be a pick for me. Um, I had a look for them to repeat last year's feat, the, the treble of Champions League, FA Cup, and the league, that's 18 to 1. And the 66 to 1 this year to win everything. Um, so that's the domestic treble plus the Champions League. But for me, I agree with you, Holland and Man City winning the league is 11 to 10. Uh, but I'm also going to go for a double of the Premier League and the Carabao Cup at odds of 5 to 1. So Man City to win both of them at 5 to 1. Um, I've got another two here, Baz. The first one is the winner, bottom double, first place, 20th place double, Manchester City in Sheffield United. Um, uh, price, that's a price of 92 plus 450. 
Um, I've got Sheffield United finishing bottom. I think you've got Sheffield United finishing bottom. Um, so that's a yeah, that's a nice price at ninety two. And the straight forecast bars Manchester City to win the league with Newcastle in second place. Uh, no surprises. That's twelve to one, Baz. Uh, get involved in that. I can see nothing. Well, possible downside when Newcastle is the Champions League. Um, but other than that, the trajectory of everything in every one at that club is positive. No one and nothing is going to regress there. Uh, it can only be the Champions League that buggers them a little bit. Um, you know, I picked out the exact same thing. Not the forecast, but the top and bottom double. I think when we put out our very first pre-season preview show, yeah. uh, where we put out some initial thoughts, I, I think I pulled out the same thing. Man City to win, Sheffield United to finish bottom was an option. So yeah, I don't, don't mind that at all. I think both of us have got Sheffield United finishing below Luton. Um and, and yeah, again, it's just another way of tagging something onto Man City to try and get a fancy price um, that you don't mind sort of tying some money up in it for the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll talk some um, fantasy stuff in a minute after I've told you about underdog fantasy uh, with the NFL season approaching very quickly. Um, underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of markets. There's loads of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests and make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4 where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. at underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Okay, Fantasy, we do have a listener league here. Any of you City fans uh, who've lasted this long going into the league, it's free to enter and we have some prizes you might pick up. £150 in cash. We've got some merch, hats, hoodies, loads of good stuff in the merch store, uh, full and bottle openers. Um, the Egg in the Cup Cup, you can't put a price on. Uh, the code for that league is uh, CVVQAB. That is Colin Vincent Vincent Quinn Adebayor Bell. CVVQAB. Now, I think you might point out, Baz, that I might use Colin I might be used Quinn before. However, I went with the whole Manchester City here. So, this is nice. Colin and Bell is for Colin Bell. I mean, any Man City fans who've lasted 27 minutes have got to appreciate the Colin Bell reference. Yes, no? Yeah, you can have that, yeah. Uh, I think Colin Bell was at the cup final. He was uh, from the Guard of Honour as the teams walked out. Alex Ferguson on one side and Colin Bell on the other side and all the Man United fans. The City players don't even know who Colin Bell is. Dickheads. Um, and Niall Quinn, just to appease our Sunderland followers. And um, Emmanuel Azabayo, because he ran all that way after he scored that header, didn't he? That was fun. Uh, right, Baz, all the expert Man City players. Is there any value? Because they're all going to be highly priced. Well, Haaland's a must-have, isn't he? Uh, he's 14 million. I think you can take a gamble if you want, but it just feels like a certain way to lose ground on everyone else. So I think with Haaland, you just have to take your medicine, spend your 14 million, and move on with £86 million to spend on the remaining 14 players. That would be my approach. He's been in there from the first time I looked at the website, and he won't move. He'll be in there, and he'll be captain most weeks, let's let's be honest. Um, Kevin De Bruyne has always been a popular pick for Fantasy Premier League. And I think less so this year. He's £10.5 And with Rashford at 9.5, Bruno 9, um, Saka... They're all at cheaper prices. 
and even Foden, you know, three million pounds cheaper, you get Foden. He only scored forty-one points less than Kevin De Bruyne last season in Premier League, fantasy Premier League, and he played. Oh, he, he seemed to play a lot less time. I haven't looked at the minutes played, but Foden started a lot less last year than, than previously. So I think Kevin De Bruyne's one will avoid too, just too expensive. There's better value around at that price point. So for me, I'll be starting with Haaland and Foden. Um, I am I am expecting Foden to start, and I, I think he could have a good season. Seven and a half million looks really good, and I'd like a defensive option. So where do you go? For me, I don't like spending big money on the keepers. So Edison probably won't make it in. And I think if I'm going to go for a defender, it's probably going to be Stones um, with the potential for him to be continuing in that midfield role. So at five and a half million, you've got him a little bit further up the pitch. You've got him up there for set pieces and you've got a clean sheet potential. So Stones would have to be the one. If you want to try and get a defender, it's got to be Stones. You know, going back two seasons ago, the must-have was, was Cancelo. Um, because he was playing as an out, out sort of left back, bombing up, getting the assists, getting the goals. Um, obviously, he's no longer an option, and they're just not playing that way. Benjamin Mendy was the same when he was there. Um, he was a really solid FPL asset for, for his attacking threat. Um, but City playing a bit differently now, so they haven't got the sort of wing backs where you would be thinking, let's go attack them. So I think Stones is the one for me. Yeah, Baz, I've got nothing except the, the same three players. Um, I've got Haaland with must-have written next to his name. There's really no... The other, the, there's no other options, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I love De Bruyne as a footballer. Absolutely adore him. He's, I've seen him do some incredible things up here. Um, but he just seems a little bit more injury-prone. He's in and out. He had a poor World Cup. Um, he's incredibly expensive. He just seems to be... Um, on the slide ever so slightly won't stop him being magnificent uh, but it might stop him uh, getting into my fantasy team um, it has to be Foden you might get Grealish you get, might get more the, the problem with Grealish was always well really the problem with Grealish and Foden was always opportunity I think they'll both get that this year and then everyone else is going to be sort of victim of the rotation Alvarez is an excellent player but yeah opportunity again I mean the minute Harlan tweaks a hamstring Alvarez is going to be in everybody's team for the six weeks yeah, or whatever absolutely. do you know what I mean Bernardo um, Silva could, could be an option um, again you, you just want to see how much game time he's getting and if he stays uh, is the other thing but yeah that you know as you mentioned Alvarez would be great if he's playing every week for Man City then he's a, a real live option but it, that seems unlikely at the moment yeah, okay then, Baz, there you go. Do you have any other uh, final thoughts to throw out here on Manchester City? I think that's it from me. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, see, I think we've done all right to give some, we've got some shorties out, we've got some uh, 11 to 10 stuff, then we've got a couple of five to one shots. I've got some double figure prices as well. Baz has given an angle in the parlays to win the trophies and, like you say, fairly standard FPL stuff, but uh, we might not win you the league, but you certainly can lose it if you don't have... Uh, have Haaland in there from the start. If you have um, listened, any City fans or from wherever else you are, give us a thumbs up and a subscribe and a five-star review, anything like that. Like I say, come back and join us because we'll be back next week on a couple of occasions with some outrights. But then the main event is going to be the pick show uh, for next weekend's fixtures, starting with Burnley against Manchester City um, on Friday night. We'll give out picks for all the games. Um, 
And like I say, it's always done with a little bit of fun and games, um, and we might just find you a winner as well. Um, Baz, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, anyone who listened. Do get in touch with us, and uh, until next time, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>